Hello, and welcome to our second episode of We Can Fix It, another damn podcast about film. We take films we should have loved, point out how they fell short, and then we make new versions, ones we would have enjoyed so much more. It's everything you never asked for, so stick around and join us for Avengers Endgame, the rewrites edition. So last week we talked about our gripes and then some fixes, and so now, if we were to do a redo... How would we make this film? We'll we fix it. this billion dollar number one making movie of all time. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, as long as you're not, uh, you don't need to adhere to any broadcaster's notes. No big studio notes. I don't think I'd get any notes. From my version. <laughs> it's my fix in at a clean hour forty-five. <laughs> so I how do we want to do this? Because both you and Chris came up. You've got extensive notes right got now. Some notes. Chris is going to go first. I think he's ready to go. All right. All right, so I'll kick off, but um, first I'll admit that I am reusing some of the material from the existing film. You'd have to, because not all of it was bad. Not all of it was bad, and just for, I mean, we'd be here for hours. If I did it scene by scene, and by the way, I can't do that. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. I'm I not going to put you through that. I so. do not doubt I you. Started, I started that. to do that, and then I had to stop myself. All right, so I'll just uh, kick this into gear. So basically where mine starts up is where Stark and Nebula are floating through space, and their <laughs> spacecraft that's not, that's so funny. That's the beginning. Okay. <laughs> is that the absolute beginning of the film? Or is there yeah. some, a scene before that? No, there's a scene before that. Because that's the part that. less watched. <laughs> Hawkeye. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah, so uh, I'm, Hawkeye. I'm omitting the Hawkeye part. Oh, so okay. technically it's not quite at the beginning, right. but it's near the beginning. Right. How are we going to know what kind of, how he likes his Hawkeye? <laughs> so since I'm omitting the Hawkeye thing, uh, that can stay as is. As in, right. he loses his family, he becomes a renegade, whatever. Okay, so Stark and Nebula are floating through space. They have the same problems as they do in the movie. And, just like the movie, Captain Marvel actually saves them per the film. Now, originally I didn't think I should do this, but I think it's a pretty important part for what I think they should have done with Captain Marvel as a Captain Marvel arc, Mm -hmm. kind of mini arc in Endgame, which I think she kind of deserves. I think the plan was that she was going to be used in later films, and so to integrate her better into the Avengers, to make her a proper Avenger, I think she needs a little bit of an arc and she needs a reason for the other characters to I guess believe in her and to help weave her into the group make her feel like a unit as part of the overall Avengers group so when you start excising some of the existing Avengers from the group and she remains you don't feel like oh well I guess we're just left with this one so um, that's why I think it's important that actually she should save Stark and Nebula Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happens after that is, per the movie, they come back to Earth, and then it comes up in argument later with Captain America and Stark that Thanos can't be found, and they need an energy signature of a stone to find him. So, is this still five years later? Are you still five years that? hasn't happened yet. Okay, so this is still right after the fight. This is right after the fight. Yeah, they were floating through space. They get saved by Captain Marvel. They got brought back to Earth. The same events happen where there's a bit of a feud between, you know, a disheveled Iron Man and Captain America where he's like, you know, where were you this entire time, blah, blah, blah. That still goes down. But in the film, as it exists now, Nebula actually is kind of the reason why they're able to find Thanos, right? Because she happens to know where his, like, summer home is on some planet. Exactly, yeah. Which I think is kind of stupid, but fine, okay. But I think if we tweak that a bit, and this is important for where I'm going with it later on. So instead of that we go with energy signature because he's got the infinity stones with him, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, how can we find him? Oh, you know, like these energy signatures are, these frequencies are emitted by the stones. We can track them using that. But how do we do that? And then that's where Captain Marvel comes in because Captain Marvel's power comes from one of the stones right? originally. And I think she knows this. Does she know this? From the stone? I don't know if she ever recognizes that that's what they call it. Okay. But maybe, okay, through plot convenience, let's just say she knows or they know that her power is similar to the stone's power for some reason. Right. Whatever. It's not outside of the realm of believable that they would know somehow, right? Right. Either through her exercising her powers and then being like, oh, that's just like the Infinity Stones or whatever. For her, it's still the Tesseract. I think her movie was always just the Tesseract, right? I don't really remember because I fast-forwarded through most of it. I didn't like it. But why this is important is because I want to weave her more into, like, being an important part of the story and also a reason to keep her around. Right. So her power originally comes from the stones. She can exercise her power, mm-hmm. and they can do something in order to track that power back to Thanos. Right. right. And so the next part here I have is, is I don't like the way they treated the Hulk. He was just kind of like Professor Hulk for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm thinking because this is before the time lapse or whatever, right. Banner at this point, he can be starting to, like he's having arguments with his self, with his other ego, right? With the Hulk inside of himself. So we can see that start coming out now, right? Like maybe he's having trouble controlling his body. Maybe he's like turning green a little bit or, mm -hmm. you know, like he's can't fully control himself. So we can start to see that already rather than have him just be Banner and then just automatically Professor Hulk as he is in Endgame now, right? Sure. It makes sense that Banner uh, was uh, blaming the Hulk for the reason why they lost because he never showed up. Yeah, so there could be some interesting conflict there. Um, I haven't gone in too much detail about how that would actually be illustrated, but there's lots of different ways that you can do it. But I think it's important that we show that there's a struggle going on inside of his head. So Banner, who is noticeably struggling with the Hulk uh, for control of his body, has an idea of how to capture some of the Infinity Stone energy from Captain Marvel in order to analyze it. And then Stark and him build a device and track uh, the same power signature to a particular moon far out in the galaxy. Now, the reason they do this is it's like, oh, you're introducing technology in at the beginning. Uh, we got a whole lot of that more coming because, you know, they invented time travel in Endgame. And so where are you going with this? This is important. I do this deliberately. So they find Thanos through this new technology they use to find his signal. The Avengers gear up exactly like in the movie, you know, so they, they find Thor and he's Fat Thor, uh, you know, they find all the other Avengers that are scattered around. They bring them together and they're like, ah, yeah, it's time for revenge. Let's go get our revenge. Okay. And this time we'll be ready. So when they arrive to the moon, they find Thanos sitting on a throne, but emaciated and weak, barely recognizable. Uh, Thanos taunts them one last time by revealing that he has destroyed the stones. Mm -hmm. And he says, and I quote, returning their energies to the universe from whence they were born. Okay. And he mostly focuses on Stark because he knows Stark's the smartest among them. And he's taunting them basically because he's like, even you were incapable of stopping me. Right. right? They're all there yeah. and standing in front of him. And they're all kind of frozen because they, they didn't expect this. Here, this emaciated, like, pathetic yeah, version. No, no fight. Yeah. There's no fight left in him. He can't move. He's literally just waiting to die on a throne on a moon somewhere. And he dies there. He mm -hmm. dies in front of them. Part of Endgame was the demoralization of the group. After they have that conflict, he still had some fight in them, though. I don't think they pushed it as far as they could have pushed it. So in my version, you know, he's he's destroyed the stones and has ravaged his body. He's got, like, almost no life left in him. Right. Which means that, based with this, they can't even get their revenge. Right. Because it would be like getting revenge on a corpse. Yeah. So Thanos passes away right in front of them. Thor, in a fit of rage, moves to cut off Thanos' head, but stops short, realizing that it would not be honorable and there is no point. Right. So even Thor, because he came the closest to defeating Thanos, mm -hmm. but then he lost yeah. right at the end. And he went on this whole escapade, right? Because he so didn't have Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah. He got this new weapon, <laughs> super weapon. Yeah. And then he used it, and he must be kicking himself because he's thinking, man, I, I wish I'd just gone for that. Yeah, Why not just go for the head? Yeah, he <laughs> so he's, he wanted to rectify his mistake this time, yeah. but he couldn't, and he knew he couldn't. So it's like dead Thanos sitting in the chair, and Thor like coming up right on him, and he's just like, I can't even, this is, yeah, was this is just pathetic. You lost, know, like, lost. I'm Thor, and this is what it's come to. They're even more demoralized than sure, they okay. were before, like as, as portrayed in Endgame. But before Thanos passed, he said, returning their energies to the universe from whence they were born. So the team head home, more depressed and defeated than before, but Stark can't seem to get something out of his head. Something Thanos said. Mm -hmm. So Thanos actually made one mistake. He slipped up once, which is he explained something to Stark that Stark didn't even know. Power of the Stones are actually part of the universe. They're just basically a focused point of the universe that can be collected. And then, like, if you have the right instrument, you can use it for your own purposes, right? So he destroyed them, but they're not gone. They're just kind of the energies in the universe again. Mm -hmm. And so Stark has that in his head. He's like, I can't get this thing that he said out of my head. So he's demoralized. Well, they're all hurt by this situation. Like proper Stark, he just, he's always looking for an answer, always looking for a solution. Even when he's demoralized, his brain is still working in that dimension. They get back and then Stark, standing in front of the energy capture device that he and Banner had earlier built, he has a eureka moment. Mm -hmm. Because remember, they built the device to find Thanos. But to find him, they had to capture some of the energy in this device. And he thought, Thanos said the energy was released back into the universe and we captured some of it. Mm -hmm. So what's to stop us from capturing it? Yeah. Making a new stone. Bingo. All right. So that's where that's where <laughs> that's where this is going. So And what's the motivation at this point? Because they want to they want to reverse they still they want to reverse they still what happened. Do a reverse snap. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Again, this is happening before the time. Right, right. Before the five years is up. 
and he and Banner talk over what they need to recapture the energy of the Infinity Stones uh, that have been released into the universe. And then Stark says, and I, and I have a quote here, the device doesn't need to be perfect, it just needs to work long enough for a single wish. Actually, I don't know if they're called wishes. Like, what do you call it when they use a gauntlet? Yeah, I would say... Kind of like a wish, I guess, right? Well, the snap, especially. Like, he uses individual stones for yeah. the different, you know... Yeah things but yeah. the snap is like yeah i can do anything i want and i choose to do this yeah. so yeah oh so stark is confident enough he thinks they could potentially capture the energy what he's not confident is in is whether or not they can actually make the stones again mm-hmm. banner is like we don't have to make the stones again we just have to make something imperfect that can work well enough like a stone for a single use because mm-hmm. we just want to bring everyone back right. that's all we need and i think that's important because it makes it a little bit more believable than we're remaking the stones yeah, from yeah, scratch yeah. so banner says but we're missing a very important piece here and i don't know where we can go to get that and this is the idea i'm just going to steal from you Okay. <laughs> what so, piece? So what piece could so it be? They work on it a bit, and they're like, "It can't be done." Like, I don't know how you do this. We need yeah. this thing, and it's not even illustrated necessarily to the audience exactly what they're looking for. They're just missing something, and then that's when the time skip happens. Okay. So presumably, they've been working on this entire time, or at least part of the time, part of the years, mm-hmm. and they failed effectively to make it work because they're missing an integral part of, to make this machine work, mm-hmm. right? And it's a part they can't synthesize. And time skip, five years, enter Ant-Man. All right. So exactly as in the movie where the rat steps on the doohickey sure. and it like gets thrown out of the quantum, van. Quantum realm, yeah. Same things transpire. You know, he looks for his family, finds his daughter, now five years older, but like sees all these monuments, sees that everyone's dead. Yeah. He's lost five years effectively of his life. And then same as the film, he goes and he finds Captain America Black Widow explains his situation, but I want to make a change here. So unlike in the film, he doesn't automatically go to time travel, which I think was kind of silly in the film because he, he doesn't know anything. Like, right. Why would he automatically jump to time? <laughs> he lost five years, right. but he didn't go back in time. Yeah. He lost five hours <laughs> exactly. for five years. Yeah. There's no time travel. Back. So in terms yeah. of like it only being five minutes for him, yeah. or like five hours or whatever, yeah. Yeah. That, that still remains yeah. true in your story. Like it's still... Yeah, yeah, that's still true. Yeah. But what, what I'm removing is his leap to, right. oh, now he's just saying time doesn't yeah. work. He didn't go same. back in yeah. time. Yeah. He was effectively frozen in subatomic yeah. right. Uh, right. carbonite or whatever. Which happens right. to like an astronaut that goes into exactly. <laughs> It's not so revolutionary. Yeah, Scott. But what I do like is he's got this, like, I don't know, tenacity about him. He's hungry. Like, he, he knows there's something to this, sure. right? And he needs the team to get on his side on this. So as little as Captain America knows about particle physics and shit, he's like, Listen, I'm, I'm not the person to tell, but he's convinces Captain America there's something here. You know, I only aged five hours in five years. There's got to be something with this technology. It's got to be useful. Right. Maybe we can use this to do something. And he's and Captain America's like, to do what? I mean, like, how's this useful? But finally, they settle on, okay, let's go talk to Stark. Now, much like the film, Stark has moved on. And by the way, he's no longer even collecting the energy. Basically, they built part of the machine, but it's in an an incomplete project, right? He and Banner effectively failed because they're missing an integral part to make it work. And so it's like under a sheet somewhere in his basement or something, this big apparatus. But the same events like in the movie transpire where, and by the way, what's his wife's name? Pepper or something? Pepper. 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 What would have been smarter, I think, is to show her pregnant before the time scale. So she's pregnant, so it looks like time's passing. Right? Right, you know, right. Months and months are passing, and she's becoming more pregnant. And then maybe maybe it's then at the nine-month stage where they actually give up, where Stark and Banner kind of throw in the tower, and they're like, this is not going to work. Yeah, you know? I have a, another life I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to cater to my family, and I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to yeah, be a good yeah. father. But, much like in Endgame, he does have a daughter, and he's very family-focused now. So he doesn't really even want to hear any of this shit, much like in the movie. So they go, they see Stark. Stark doesn't want to have anything to do with it. So Ant-Man is saying some stupid shit, right? Sure. And Stark's like, listen, basically it's implied that Stark's like a million times smarter than him. And he's yeah. like, listen, you're a dummy. You're a dummy. Yeah. You don't know any. You don't know what you're talking about. This isn't useful to anyone. Look, trust me, we tried. Me and Banner, we worked together. We tried to create a solution. What do you think you can bring to the table? This is just stupid, right? <laughs> but then Ant-Man actually says something that bugs Stark. Sure. And he doesn't know it immediately. And yeah. Ant-Man talks about he was collecting a particle. Right. This is what I'm stealing from you. Okay. So he's in the subatomic realm, and mm-hmm. he's stealing a particle. I'm going to dub it space-time particle. All right, okay. Okay. For some experiment, uh, Dr. Pym, or whatever his name is, sure. was doing. Yeah. And so he sent Ant-Man in to get this particle. He got it. He actually did get it. Mm-hmm. But he was saying that as an aside. He didn't even know that was important. Right. He's like, I got this particle, and I came out, and then it starts like a particle. 
ah, yeah, it's just some space-time particle thing. And then he, like, gives some kind of, like, scientific, you know, definition sure, or, yeah, or yeah, terminology. Yeah. And, he, and he just kind of, like, still whisks him away. Like, right. get out. Yeah, like, we've, 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 we've moved on. Like, I have a new life now. Let me enjoy the life that we've cobbled together out of this mess. So just like the movie, Stark mulls it over in his brain. He's like, space-time particle. That's basically what we were missing. And he, you know, he talks to his genius machine, you know, computer. If we create a device based on this space-time particle, could we use that to finish the, this machine that we were, me and Banner were building that we couldn't complete? And it's like 97% uh, true, yes, you know. And he's like, oh, shit. And then, so, then he calls up Banner, and Banner comes back. And this is when Banner is actually Professor Banner. So time has passed. We've seen a bit of progression in the past, and then this is when his big reveal, when he's Professor Banner. Right. So they come back, they work on this machine, and they build it. Stark and Banner reunite to finish up the capture device. Once finished, uh, with the space-time particle in place, Stark explains the plan to go to alternate universes mm -hmm. and touch the stone in those universes for the exact pattern of the stones so that they can be reforged in their universe. So, so they're not bringing them back. Right. They're... Basically, like making a copy, making uh, making a kind of blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, they don't know how to make these things, right? right. They're like forged by gods or something, right? Like who knows? Beginning of time. Yeah. yeah. Beginning of time. So Stark isn't so egotistical. He thinks he can actually forge an Infinity Stone from scratch. Right. And he doesn't even know where to start. So he's like, "But we do have. We don't have any stones in our universe. What if we were to go to a different universe, an alternative timeline universe?" Oh, I see. Right. Okay. And we were to not take the stones because that would be interfering with that. Yeah. Right, we do the absolute minimum interference possible in the right. universe, uh, and we just simply touch it. And when I say touch it, I mean like basically like touch it, scan it, scan it, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? Copy so to make it copy, so that it can be reforged in their universe, their timeline. Right. And by the way, I thought of this when I was walking over here. One more detail to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future of the MCU universe, where they're just like going to alternative universes because right. they can go and get this particle or whatever, is the particle half-life is very short, okay. which puts an extreme time limit on how long they can go for. So once they use up all this particle, it's used up. So they, they have a time limit of how long they can take in each of these universes before the time limit's up, and the space-time particle is used up, and then they get zapped back to their universe, successful or not. So are they jumping through time or just jumping through universes in terms of like, it's the same time, but yeah. I'm going to a parallel universe. It's a parallel universe in a time this... that is not specific. So it is time travel because it's space time. It's more like you're going through this thing. Basically, Banner and Stark have found a way to find the signals mm -hmm. in some universe, but they don't know what time it is. Yep. They don't know where it is in the universe. It could be anywhere in that universe. So this this adds more wrinkles. So they just know where it is so they can take you there. But once there, you have to be the problem solver. And so he explains the plan, they agree on it, and then they split up into teams to head out into each universe. Heisty? Yes. Heist-like. Yeah. And the cool thing about this idea as opposed to the way they did it there is the way they did it in the endgame we know is that because it's limited to their history, everything that happens in their history are things that they're familiar with. So they might bump into themselves, but saying it could be any universe, any version of their universe with any wrinkle adds a whole bunch of more possibilities, sure. right? All, all fat Thors and Captain Marcus. Yeah, yeah. So like what you guys were saying, we're like, actually, yeah, we, we could, just as a joke, we could say like one of them enters the universe where every character is fat and it's because it's reached utopia status and there's no crime at all. Law enforcement doesn't need to do anything. The Avengers, they're all fat too because they don't need to get off their asses. They're all eating potato chips and... And lazy boys and yeah. food's, just, sandwiches. Yeah. food's just so much yeah. better. So we can make that one of the universes, yeah. and it's just like, oh, this was a cakewalk, and they just touch the stone and leave, right? Do you go into Do you go into like the logistics of of still accessing these stones? Because you know how like the reality stone, you still have to, or no? I don't. I don't uh, go into the logistics of it, but we can. Like, I mean, if you want to, we could talk about like because like does that that because that in terms of going to these alternate universes and trying to keep your footprint really limited yeah yeah in order to access those stones though there's still like challenges you need to yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, through, so, right? it's so, so it's so wide open like yeah. yeah but i'm thinking the ch challenge is organic it just kind of happens right. To them, yeah right? right so and i'll give you a couple examples so i just thought of a couple random things they don't need to be this they could be anything mm -hmm. but i was thinking the hulk and one of the other members they team up and they go to a universe and hulk doesn't need himself which would be an interesting dilemma, right? Because sure. it could be like Professor Hulk meeting a savage version of himself or something right, that's right, actually right. more powerful than him, yeah. and he has to outwit it. Uh, he doesn't meet that version. He meets the red version of him. 
right, right, right. which is General Ross, mm-hmm. who's super smart and you know a, t- a tactician. So it's like basically a, this perfect foe for Professor Hulk. Right? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. uh, comic book storylines that are all of these what ifs, like yeah. alternative universes yeah. that are so much fun. Yeah. So he goes to a universe where he, him as a Hulk doesn't exist. Yeah. It's Red Hulk that exists, mm-hmm. which is a totally different character, but has similar ability. And so this already can be like very fan service in terms of people who are like comic, yeah. Book, yeah, yeah, comic yeah, book fans. So I mentioned that idea to you before, and another idea, which I'm going to bring up again, which is Captain America enters a universe where he's the evil version of himself. The Nazi Captain America? So, so yeah, he's the Hydra version. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he yeah. is actually Hydra, a Hydra Captain America, so his suit's like, uh, like the Hydra suit. Yeah, 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 symbols on it, and he's a proper Hydra member, and he has to actually defeat himself as a Hydra member. I think that would be a very interesting. And and I was thinking again, so I'm trying to think. We need to make Captain Marvel kind of a more integral part of this story because she's going to be follow on in this universe. She's going to be replacing certain characters in the team, and so I want to humanize her a bit. I want to make her a better character, and also integrate her better into the team. So I was thinking about how I could do that, and I was and I joked too about it, like putting her against a foe she can't beat. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking she could go to the universe where she faces the biggest threat as compared to all of them. She has to fight a celestial right, wow. to get to the stone. And a celestial is effectively Galactus. Yeah. You know, like basically Galactus so level. Galactus. And a, a Galactus. Yeah. It's like a Galactus, right? Yeah. And the thing is, much like the, the Captain Marvel we know now, you know, she's quite confident in her abilities, maybe mm-hmm. overly so. Yeah. She's never really met a limit. You know what I mean? Like she's pretty much almost easily beaten every single threat in front of her, except for now. So she faces off against this celestial and she makes demands to the celestial, like, give me the stone. I'm not going to take it. I just need to analyze it. And the celestial's like, uh, no, you don't have access. But you know, the celestial's like talks to her, to her which she thinks is an it, basically. Celestials are way above humans, right? right. So it's basically a god talking to a thing so the celestial is not going to give her access so she tries her tricks all fails mm-hmm. she's just getting beyond easily defeated by this god so she's having to kind of change herself like to accommodate the situation she's like you know the time's ticking like i only have so much time to get this damn stone so wh- what do i do and, and she starts to enter a dialogue right which is maybe a little bit unusual for the character because mm-hmm. usually she could just kind of bludgeon her way to victory if she wanted to right. but now she can't do that she actually has to convince the Celestial to get access to the stone. And she realizes she can't defeat this threat. Threats like this exist in her universe, potentially, yeah. which means that she herself can't alone can't face this kind of threat. So she has to fess up to this to herself, right? And also, I will fix a problem that I find with the character, which is I think they made her too powerful. The Celestial makes a deal with her and says, mere, tiny, insignificant being, if you give me a portion of your powers... Oh, access to this stone. So she does a pretty selfless act, which is she gives up part of her ability to get access to the stone. I was going to say, I thought you were going to go on a different trajectory where she ha- would uh, agree to be the Celestial's herald. You know, like Silver Surfer is to that would be That would be interesting. We can, we can talk about that. All teams are successful. The stones start to manifest within their chambers. So we're getting to the end Okay. At this point, so that Already whole sequence, good pacing. yeah, the, the pacing is so the whole time travel yeah. thing. I think was a bit long winded. in yeah. Endgame, so we could crunch that baby down, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, now you're in the writer's room. Yeah. Now you're talking to crunch the that boy down. As in Endgame, it does make sense that Hulk would be the one that uses the gauntlet. Sure. Right. I see no problem with that. Okay. So Hulk is shrivel a shriveled mess after effectively using the new Stark-esque gauntlet to bring everyone back to life. So that happens. They're technically successful at that point, right? They've, they've won the day. And Hulk's this, like, shriveled mess. And I think instead of, like, giving him a gimp arm, just shrivel all of them. Make him look like, you know, he's been, I don't know, like... Emaciated. Like, yeah. yeah, like he's just been destro- yeah. just almost obliterated by yeah. using this thing. And so he's in a really bad way. However, the detail that I will add is that he actually is healing from it. He's just healing slowly from it. It's not like he's gonna... He's not bouncing back quickly per the Hulk that we would normally know. The Hulk uh, is shriveled, but before the team has a chance to breathe and congratulate themselves, they hear a familiar booming voice. Thanos is back. And then his gravity-controlling minion, who's alive again somehow, which doesn't really make sense, but this will be explained, right? Okay. Wrestles for control for the the gauntlet. Because Hulk still has it on his hand, or had it, right? And then, so this the gravity guy's like pulling it off, and then the team lunges and grabs it, and yeah. like it's like holding it, like maybe one of the stronger ones, like Iron Man or something, into suit. I don't know. It doesn't matter who it is, but sure. they're holding it back. Basically, what this does is it takes the glove out of the mix. No one can use it at this moment. Right. And then this is the point where 
you know, you heard Thanos' voice, you see him, and then every, the, the Avengers, along with the audience, are like, where are these guys coming oh, from? Shit. What the hell's going on? Where these did guys he come are all from? Dead. The problem I had in Endgame as well is, other than it being a bit too convoluted, mm-hmm. like, oh, Thanos from some other universe, or the same universe, comes from the past, right. and he doesn't know who the hell any of them are, and yet he fights them anyway. It's just, like, kind of stupid, yeah. in my opinion. This version of Thanos is the one that died. That's important because he has a recollection of all the past events with right. them. So Thanos takes a moment to explain that before the destruction of the stones, he imprinted himself on the universe so that should the stones ever be recreated, he and his army would be brought back to, as a safeguard. I mean, if you have the Infinity Gauntlet, you could do whatever you want, right? Yeah. So he makes another wish, and the wish is before your destruction, mm-hmm. should you ever be recreated, you bring me back. Because the stones that they create are effectively the same stones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're re-instantiating the past stones into the same form. That's right? good. I like that mechanic. That's cool. Yeah. Like he literally gets resurrected. Yeah. And his yeah. whole army. Yeah. yeah. His whole army, too. Whole army. Which is why the guy who got killed, who got frozen out in space in uh, Infinity War, the telekinesis guy, yeah. I guess, Ma. he's back alive. Yeah. Right? Did the reverse snap happen already? No. No. No one's reverse snapped. Yet. No. They, but they have brought everyone back. So... Everyone is technically, everyone who was snapped away is now brought back. After the Hulk in the Endgame brought everyone back, it does take about five minutes for everyone to get their shit together and they travel through the portals to join the fight. But I do still think, based on the quick pace of it, it seems like it's shorter when you're watching it. You're just like, are they back already? Like, they know what's going on. Like, a lot of them were probably sleeping, you know, or something. Or like, taking a shit. Like, who even knows what we're Quite confused. Yeah, they would be very confused. So it would take them a while to get their act together before... Doctor Strange can and, and friends can get them into battle. Right? I know, yeah. So right now, we got literally Thanos and his entire friggin' army, and none of them have died yet, right? So they're all back. Against the few Avengers that still exist. So that means that they have to fend him and his army off until you know where this is gonna go, right? So <laughs> I do. Well, like I was saying, they all the rest of them have been brought back. It's just a matter uh, of like right. getting them back. And then that becomes like, yes, the portals are going to open yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, then so, all and then we do that in a lot more sane way that they, than they do it in any game book. Um, so <laughs> maybe they should do it so it's not all at the same time. So it's like, oh, you remember the other guy, the Black Panther guy? And Dr. Strange's like, yes, I forgot him. <laughs> and then he has his moment. And he's, he's his army. He's pulling up his pants. And then was there the little people? Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like taking a shit. And that would be a fun comedic partner <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. Classic. The opposite's just some regular guy. Like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> looking for somebody else. <laughs> By the way, I should also mention unlike Endgame, no one on the Avengers has died yet. Right. So even Black Widow has not died. Yeah. She's still around. That. Yeah, you're really crowding the field. All right. Because they didn't have to get, because they didn't Soul Stone eyes. Yeah, because how they get the soul stone this time is different than how yeah. they had got it. Pre- and, and the other thing is they don't technically even take the soul stone, they just touch it. Right. 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 So I haven't, we haven't, I haven't worked out in my head how that would work, right. but there's no reason why someone would have to give up their life to get it. Mm-hmm. Per se. We could so just access do to the stones can be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Access can, can be different in this case. So then battle breaks out between the two sides over the, over the gauntlet, of course. They're literally like Thanos is in the building uh-huh. with all the technology and shit. So battle breaks out and it's like Thor's like ramming Thanos head on. And it's like they're going through beams in the building, you know, like low bearing beams and stuff like that. And the building's just getting fucking destroyed and then it collapses. Mm-hmm. So exactly the same as Endgame. This, just, this is Avengers HQ. Collapsing. It's yeah. Avengers HQ yeah. effectively, yeah. That collapses. But everyone who exists now on the Avengers has to fight Thanos and their team because it's like they're way outnumbered at support. Right. And Hulk can't do anything because he's still yeah. fucked up, right? Yeah. So he's holding up this big beam that's effectively just holding up the remainder of the building because there's still some people around that are the weaker members that are, like, going to get crushed if he doesn't protect them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Black Widow is there. And by the way, in this version, Black Widow and Banner, they're on much better terms. They're actually mm-hmm. romantically linked again, okay. which I think is something that's missing in, in Endgame. And I think you could reintroduce it here. And I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. It just mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So she's helping him. Like, you know, she's like clearing debris and like trying to get people out of the debris and stuff like that. Right. So they're kind of like doing their thing. And it's all they really can do. Everyone else is facing Thanos and his army, especially the pinnacle of his army. You know, the guys with, you know, like the super strong guy, the yeah. guy 
who has telekinetic abilities, and so on. There's a point in battle where Thanos has dominated. They're a gunned, they're against a, like a healthy Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's the few of them that, that are still around and they're they're getting trounced by him. So Where's it's like, the glove at this point? The glove's being kind of kicked around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like no one really has it. Everyone thinks they have it until they don't have it. Right. So it's not too dissimilar from the movie, but hopefully you could do it a little bit more coherent way because I found a little bit too like, oh, now Spider-Man has it. Oh, now, uh, you Black know, Panther Black Panther has it. And where the hell is it on the battlefield? I don't know where the hell anything is, right? It's just is like, Captain Marvel around at the moment? Captain Marvel is around. She's effectively facing the entire army herself. Mm. But she's a depowered. She's depowered version of herself, right. right? But she's still, like, she's still Iron Man powerful. Okay. You know, so she's still quite... She's got a fan, yeah. She easily can handle... A lot of the army by herself, she's, right? She's blown through ships. Blown through ships yeah. and blah blah blah. So Black Widow is who who was helping the Hulk is trying to get people out from under the crumbling building. Thanos is beating slow, uh, not slowly, rather quickly, beating them all. Uh, Iron Man's down. Captain America's bloody. He's like borderline unconscious, and Thor is like being the toughest one. And this is another change I'd like to make. Well, <laughs> tweak it together, right? Thor should be a lot stronger than everyone else. So I kind of think he should take the brunt of the punishment mm. than else. Sure, yeah, Instead yeah. of it being like Captain American well, and him kind of true. trade a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. He should it's kind of like yeah, sure. the difference in ability are like a thousand times or a hundred yeah, thousand yeah. times. Like it's not even close. So Thor is taking the brunt of the punishment. Like mm-hmm. He's getting his ass kicked. And by the way, oh, he's not fat. Right. He's, he's proper Thor. I assume. I assume. Yeah. Well, not fat. <laughs> that must be at the top of your bed. He, he did some. He did some Pilates <laughs> or something, and he lost the weight. So Iron Man's down. Captain America's down, and Thor is borderline down. Like he's getting mm-hmm. beaten into a pulp at this point. He's right. basically the only one who's still conscious. Like yeah. he's still fighting. Yeah. And then he gets a point where he falters, and he just like can barely get up to face Thanos. And then Thanos almost has the glove. He's going to put it on, and he's going to snap it. And then Black Widow, that happened to still be pretty close to the wreckage of the now-destroyed building, mm-hmm. which Hulk is in, and Black Widow is now trying to ferry the rest of the people, sure. survivors, out. And so she does. She ends up getting all the survivors out, and she happens to be the closest to Thanos as he's trying to get this glove on. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it's Black Widow. What the hell is she going to do, right, mm-hmm. Thanos? So she, you know, looks at the, you know, Professor Hulk, and with a sympathetic, you know, look on her face, sure. like, I'm going to, I have to. You know, I just got to do what I got to do, right? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. she effectively sacrifices herself. She right. makes a distraction. Like, even if it's like it makes a couple second window, she's like, I, this calculation is good enough for me. So sure. she does it. Yeah. Human and, uh, human bravery. Yeah. yeah. And and she gets like, you think she's dead, basically. I don't know what happens to her, but it looks like she dies. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos, he's like got this big shit-eating grin on his face, and he's mm-hmm. putting the glove on, and, but the Hulk sees this. And then... You know, because we can create our own kind of mechanisms for how the Hulk works. Unlike the standard Hulk, usually it's the Hulk part of Banner that gets angry. But in this instance, they both get angry at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Kind of like angry fusion or right. something. It's kind of like the Grinch and his heart grows Yeah, he's supposed to get as, as strong as he gets angry. It's yeah. supposed to be a, a really limitless power. Yeah. So he gets super strong, super fast, and he just like, heals. Mm-hmm. Like his, his, his abilities like come back 100 times fold. The building is like this, like the left of the building him. is like snapped in two pieces and it's, th- it's thrown mm-hmm. like a kilometer or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Thanos is just about, he's just about to snap. Mm-hmm. And then as he's about to, Hulk's like this close to his face, mm-hmm. like headbutts him or something. You've never seen Thanos get hit this hard before. He's just like tumbling through debris. And maybe even the, the glove goes somewhere. He doesn't even know where the hell it is, right? And then this is when his army, the, the higher ups in his army, they realize the threat that is his character, you know, because. The Avengers are getting beaten pretty handily at this point. So they're free to actually focus on the Hulk. And so they're focusing down the Hulk, which kind of takes the Hulk out of the mix a little bit. For Thanos to kind of like recover, he's just like, holy shit, like I shouldn't have underestimated that guy or something like that. And he's just like, where the fuck's the glove? Right. (laughs) You know, so now now he's like looking for the glove again. And then at this point, Cap, Thor, and Iron Man are back in the mix. Mm -hmm. They're able to get up. Sure. And Thanos realizes, oh shit, this is actually bad because they can get to the glove before me. So he's just like yeah. gunning it. So he, he was a bit overconfident. Now he's trying to make up for it, basically. So right at this point, he's like getting really close to the glove. Like bat- he's batting them away. And then that's when the portals open. And then the Avengers allies, I guess you could say, and the Avengers that died, they start pouring through. And then Thanos is like just far away enough that basically we can pick up where the movie left off at this point. Right. Where, you know, it's just total fucking pandemonium. And you've got the good guys and the bad guys fighting it all out. 
And I'm thinking it'll end the same way as it did the movie, which is eventually Stark actually ends up using the glove. My, one of my gripes with the movie is he didn't really look like he was in pain. So yeah, let's just yeah, make yeah. him look like he's a lot more in yeah. pain when he's trying it's to use it. So yeah. really, who snapped everybody back? The Hulk did. The Hulk did, I got it. Yeah. But the Hulk... Oh, right. It burned him right out. Yeah. That's basically how I end it. So... Yeah, no funeral stuff. No funeral stuff. No, but I wouldn't like... Well, I guess he could, because Stark does die still, right? Yeah, Stark died. I mean, you could do the funeral stuff. I, I would do it a little bit more tastefully than they did it, because I think it's yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. cheesy. Yes, outdoor funerals. Yeah. Really and, there's, and, they, and there's no Captain America that goes back in time and leaves his whole life back. Not that. Not right, that. Right. So, um, so they still have that, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and, uh, and Iron Man still have that yeah, element to tie tie into the last. Yeah, movie. Infinity. Yeah. It happens. He was like yeah. one. You yeah, got one. You got one. And I'm, I have not written this, but I just want to add this because I wanted to somehow get Silver Surfer into this. I was thinking after the credits. All right. So the movie ends after credits. the credits. All right. You see some figure standing on the moon. Right. He's just standing on the surface of the moon. He's looking up at Earth. Watching, or, or watching what is these, his these dummies. Yeah, and <laughs> and he's he's looking at them, and you don't know what, who it is at first. And then you pull in, and you realize he's covered in silver. Yeah. And then that's when he like not looks to camera, but looks away as though he's looking at something. Right? Something coming. Something coming. maybe coming. Mm-hmm. Right. So Dude, I think that would be a cool right? way. In your movie yeah, is a Hawkeye. Anything? You didn't mention him at all. You didn't mention um, the at all. less important characters, I kind of downplayed a bit. You could, you could still have his same plot points, which is he becomes a renegade, does some, you know, kills just Yakuza. Not fo- just not a focal point. No reason to have that. It's not yeah, that. Yeah, don't even really not really important. Yeah, you got a lot of ground to cover here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can, you can have it. You could take it away. Movie. Whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's a fun movie. movie. I bet it. It only clocks in at like two minutes so. and a half minutes. Uh, reasonable. Two and a half hours. I think a reasonable two hours. I think that's great. Yeah. All right. Good, Chris, man, you uh, you like, you were choreographing fights. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> you did a lot of stuff there. All right. All right. It's a lose turn. Your rewrite. All right. So fixing Avengers Endgame, um, or how I think it should be fixed. So we start um, Avengers Endgame kind of like with the Marvel credits, and it's like we can get a kind of a recap of what happened in the last episode uh, the last movie about how everyone disappeared just through just even through audio you can hear maybe like news broadcasts from around the world of people disappearing or like over to you jim and jim's like not there things like that that's over the marvel credits then as soon as that's done we immediately go to one year later boom one year later and we go to avengers hq it's kind of disheveled everything's kind of like you know in a state of no housekeeping kind of thing. <laughs> the housekeeping staff has disappeared. But you uh, you start and like a Quinjet arrives and out comes like uh, Captain America and, and Black Widow. Over the year, they've still been avenging, still doing superhero work, fighting things. They have like uh, like a second tier. They've assembled sort of like a second tier kind of ragtag Avengers team. They just, you know, look like some military guys, but maybe this could be a good opportunity to throw some cameos in there. There could be like Luke Cage or or um, Daredevil or whoever from all those Marvel shows that never got used. (laughs) (laughs) And they're they're arriving and maybe they've just finished a mission. They've apprehended a bunch of also another second tier bunch of bad guys. I don't know who it's going to be, but anyway, and they're locking them up. Uh, Cap and um, Black Widow, you know, they talk about like how hard everything is now. They're still putting up the good fight, but how difficult it is. The world is basically with half of everyone gone. There's like a, a big power vacuum and that's allowed like kind of, kind of like chaos to seep in and like or organized crime and things like that. So it's still like like, like a, a fight. Yeah, proportionally, how do you think that worked out, like, uh, in terms of bad guys and good guys disappearing? <laughs> well. Like, there's, like, half the good guys disappeared, but only a quarter of the bad guys Exactly, that's exactly. <laughs> so now the power struggle yeah. is real. Like, in the real endgame, it's like only all the, the garbage crews disappeared. That's why the, <laughs> the streets are all covered in garbage. But the people who make monuments, they still stuck around, so they made lots of monuments. Anyway, so that's, <laughs> Those were volunteer monuments. <laughs> They were pre-built. They were pre-built. They were just ready for it. Um, uh, you get in touch. You find out, like, in HQ, it's sort of like Thor and Rocket are out on the uh, outer rims of our solar system trying to repair, basically, the space-time, like, this array that they've used in the movies, how, how uh, ships, like, travel through those little hexagon kind of cube things and are able to travel to distant places. 
So, so after the snap, I guess that whole, I would say that whole infrastructure sort of collapsed. So there's no a way to communicate across the uh, different galaxies. There's no way to travel. So it's been up to sort of like Rocket and Thor, and they've been going around um, uh, doing this, and they can sort of still communicate close enough to Earth, but they're like, I don't know, Neptune? Maybe <laughs> that's how far they are build, uh, fixing stuff. Something that's kind of reasonable that they can get back and forth to Earth. Yeah. Then um, the beeper goes off. Uh, Sam Jackson's um, Captain Marvel beeper goes off. And they're like, well, what's, what's that? They've been sort of monitoring this over the last year. And Captain Marvel arrives. She just lands and she's like all fiery and stuff. And this is this big scene. And that's kind of the end of that first sequence that Captain Marvel has arrived. We cut from there and we go to uh, off in space somewhere who knows where and it's sort of like um, we see the Red Skull. So the Red Skull I'm using is sort of like the main bad guy in this movie. And he, now that he doesn't have to watch the, the stone anymore, <laughs> he, he's sort of free to do what he wants. And what he's done is he's, he's assembled. He's like, it's so freeing. <laughs> it's so freeing. <laughs> Ooh, glad I don't have to do that. So he has assembled like an, an army of, I guess, like disgruntled people after this the thanos's thing so there's maybe like people who have been follow, following thanos the rest of thanos's army all of these people who are sort of like promised power and now they don't have it and now they're angry and the red skull has, has organized them i also imagine he's also organized like um aisha and that golden group of right. people from like the guardians of the galaxy so it's this big group of bad guys basically that and are these celestials no no they're just like bad guys and um yeah so the red 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 skull has organized them and is sort of like promising them um what thanos uh failed to deliver and and his thing i think is like he's uh he has a plan and that's sort of like that that reveal and then we go back to um we go to uh the the quantum realm where ant-man has been living for a year (laughs) so (laughs) so that's Wait, so for a year, but you know how time doesn't work the same. Well, I, so I make so it so time does work the same okay, gotcha. in the quantum realm. So it still has been a year. Okay. So he's like, he's living kind of like a savage, you know, <laughs> like in the microverse. It's kind of like a planet and he's like hunting with a spirit. I mean, like in the in his movie, like that's what Michelle Pfeiffer was doing. Oh, that's right. She was just oh, living yeah, with like right. a spear, you know, she's just <laughs> living in the quantum verse. So right. this is what Ant-Man has been doing for a year. But while he's in there... He uh, starts to get contact by someone and uh, he's been living alone for so so much time. He sort of thinks he's going crazy, but it turns out like this voice that he starts to hear, it's like it's uh, Doctor Strange. Oh. So Doctor Strange is still because of his mystic abilities or whatever. He's been trying to get a hold of because he, he didn't disappear, right? He did disappear. Oh, he did. He's one of the ones that did disappear. Right. But there could be some kind of explanation from Doctor Strange that's sort of like, you know, matter can't really be created or destroyed. It just turns into something else. And he is he, he is trying to um, find people. Yeah, reform, reform himself at the very least. And he's only able to do it in this quantum realm right now. And he's able to contact um, uh, Ant-Man because Ant-Man doesn't know anything. Right. He, he wasn't really he wasn't in the last movie. movie. So Doctor Strange sort of has to explain everything. So we don't really, would, wouldn't really explain everything, but it would be more like Doctor Strange being like, I got a lot to tell you. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Are you comfortable? Yeah, exactly. So then we cut back to um, Marvel headquarters, uh, the Avengers headquarters, sorry. And uh, Captain Marvel is sort of explaining to these guys that she is, is basically like a space cop. You know, she takes care of the universe, basically. And then this big thing happened and she was like, what the hell? She had to go find out what was going on. <laughs> and she was able to like get to like what she considers ground zero, which was Thanos's planet where he was able to actually do this a snap. And he, he, she sees all this stuff that sort of happened. It's taken her a year to get from there to Earth. And that's because she's Captain Marvel. They've totally superpowered her in this universe. So unlike anyone else, it was able to sort of get to Earth. And then she sort of also explains, oh, at Ground Zero, though, she, she found, like, these bums. And then enter, <laughs> and she's brought along with her, like, uh, uh, Iron Man and Nebula and right. brings them back. And it's kind of like a reunion. And um, Iron Man is, like, in this makeshift kind of uh, salvage armor that he's built out of, like, scraps and stuff. And it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and basically what they've been explaining is, like, yeah, from their end as well, they were also trying to uh, fix that... Uh, uh, space jump kind of so ar- they could get back. array so that they could get back 
So um, combining like what Iron Man and Nebula was doing on that side of the universe and what Thor and Rocket have been doing on this side of the universe, let's say they fix it. They're like, <laughs> okay, yay, after a year, yes, we fixed it. And they're like, okay, and now they know where Thanos is. So it's like together now all the Avengers can sort of go and find Thanos and they're like, yeah, let's get get these stones. Oh, also, though, by, by fixing the array, that gives uh, Red Skull and his army the opportunity to, to, to get to Earth, get to Earth and their whole thing. Good or, or one, guys. Being able to, to travel. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Class, classic dummies. At, the, at this point, um, Doctor Strange has been able to get Ant-Man to become big again, show up at Avengers headquarters, cool. and be like, guys, I've been talking to this weird guy. So it had nothing to do with the van or the rat. <laughs> nothing to do with the van or the cool. rat. It's, it's just... <laughs> It's just Doctor Strange. That's great. And he's got these instructions now. And he's like, oh, well, I've got, I've got these instructions. Like, Doctor, this guy, Doctor Strange, he says he knows how do, to do bring, everybody, <laughs> bring everybody back. So the team sort of has to, has to split where half of them are, are going to go to get Thanos. And then half of them are going to stay to try to uh, figure out this Doctor Strange way of bringing everybody back. So the people that stay, I would say, is kind of like um, Ant-Man, um, Hulk, uh war machine black widow and hawkeye and um and time jump has happened right so how much time or one how much year time? just one year just okay. one year since the since the end game snap is how i i think of it okay. and i so we sort of need like a smart person here on this end so i i was thinking like like shuri could stay from black panther universe okay. i'm not right. sure if she disappeared i think she did disappear but if it wasn't right. explicitly specified that she disappeared it'd yeah, be great really to have her yeah, they don't really show her i don't yeah. They don't show everybody. They don't show thing. everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also, uh, I think an important person in this is also uh, Wong. So uh, right. Wong to come back because yeah. Ant-Man has got these like magic instructions. He doesn't really know. <laughs> He's just like, I, you got to draw a circle and do this thing. Yeah, I've got this plan. He gave me these instructions, but I don't know exactly. Ba- basically, they have, the, they have uh, this task to sort of, on their end, start building this uh, a bridge which is kind of a mixture of technology and magic so that um, Doctor Strange can do something. While the rest of them, they go off to go find Thanos. So they end up on uh, Thanos' uh, world. They find him. And it's kind of like the original right. movie. He's, he's making gazpacho. He's making gazpacho. <laughs> but he looks really terrible. He's looking terrible. He's got a gimpy arm. He's all burnt up. He's all beat up. Burning the candle. <laughs> Burning the candle. Same thing. They easily uh, um, subdue him. And then they find out that he doesn't have the stones anymore. They're like, what happened? I would make it so that um, the, the stones are still the stones. They're they're unbreakable. But what Thanos did was he was like, oh, no, I, I combined them into one little stone, combined them into almost like a like a box, like a lock, like a lock box, <laughs> and I've sent it away. It's and, in a locket. And, and it's side gone. Is, is the stone, the other side, picture of myself. <laughs> Friends forever. <laughs> but I, I wanted to put in a thing where it's sort of like, he made it so like the only person that can sort of open this box is someone who is has got the mind that's as strong as Thanos and his and is actually physically as strong as Thanos too. So it's sort of like this lock. He's like, hey, you guys can never pick it. So Thanos is kind of this <laughs> and weak. He just sent it away. <laughs> he just sent it away. And Thanos is now this weakened kind of guy that just kind of like taunts Mocking them. them. <laughs> yeah, that's mocks fun. them. Yeah, really kind of fun. And they don't kill him because they want to keep him around because they're like, oh, it's important. He's you know, what if we find? What if we away? do yeah. find it? And what if it's true? He's the only one that we we got to keep him around. And he's like, yeah, I told you. So you guys suck. I, I won. I won. But anyway, so so they go off, and that's sort of like the end of um, Act One, where they've got like this mission now, where they've right. got to go get this stone, and the other guys sort of have this mission now, where they're going to go build this bridge. Uh, act Two starts, and it's kind of like a race now. So Captain America, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, and this team are off, and they they uh, they they're in a race with the Red Skull and his army right. to sort of get this thing. Uh, however it ends there's like just some kind of like battle in space I'm liking it so far good pace good thanks pace. thanks good pace good pace so it ends up being that um so like b- before this battle when they're off to sort of get this stone i also wanted to sort of establish that black widow was kind of like yeah we're gonna get this stone we're gonna open it up we're gonna get those stones we're gonna bring everybody back but i i sort of wanted to make a point that captain america well, i think would make sense for his character where he's just like no we lost the only reason I want to get those stones is because I want to make sure no one else gets them. They're too powerful. 
I, I just want to get them so that we can either destroy them or hide them so no one ever sees it again. He's like... And this is even after knowing that Ant-Man's been talking to Doctor Strange and they do exist somewhere else. Yeah, I would think Captain America has more faith in the fact that it's like, okay, Doctor Strange can be the one to sort of do something to bring something back. He, he, he thinks that they're too powerful. Like the stones right. are too powerful a thing. He just wants to get rid of them. So the, this, this fight ensues. They lose. Red Skull gets the stones. The one that gets the stones. <laughs> but he can't, he can't open the box. Right. But he knows that Thanos is... Oh, Jesus. Sorry, actually. I, uh... We can cut. We can re-edit. Okay, you can re-edit this. Okay, so um, when uh, they got like weak uh, taunting Thanos, like the Joe Pesci <laughs> Thanos... Okay. That team gets split up to go bring Thanos back to Earth and like keep him incarcerated while the other team goes to get the stone, and then they're going to bring it back to Earth. So uh, the other team goes into space. They get into the big fight with Red Skull. They lose, or just in some way, like Red Skull is able to get it and is able to race back to Earth. And that's just so he can get Thanos to open the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, he's, like, really convinced his whole army that Earth is a real problem. And it's like, we're going to destroy everybody there, and we're going to start our new empire, and we're going to start with Earth conquering everything. All in that time, uh, this team is building this magic bridge. (laughs) Magic bridge. You know, um, Doctor Strange is saying he's working really hard. There's something, some kind of force that keeps stopping him, but he's trying to, he, he can't figure it out. And then they're like, oh, you're going to be able to bring everybody back? And he's like, no, I'm only going to be able to bring back one. It's going to take all my energy to bring back one. And it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say who, but he's, he's yeah. got all, and he can only bring, okay. bring back one person. And he's like, that's going to be enough. That's going to be enough. And then um, the guys on their side, they're like building this bridge and they've got like all these magic runes and it's mixed up with all this like uh, machinery and like everybody's working. But it's like, this thing's never going to work. Like, we, it needs an crazy power source. And they're like, we don't have that power source. And they're like, no, we'll figure it out. Just just keep building, keep building. <laughs> so anyway, they get back to Earth. They get back to Earth. This uh, Earth team Avengers now sort of has to fight this Red Skull team that has arrived on Earth to sort of like find Thanos. And Captain America and his team is in pursuit. So there's like this battle that's happening for this Red Skull team sort of on both uh, fronts. It comes down to the lockbox getting in the hands of like, or in front of, Thanos and he's laughing. He's like, "Ah, you guys can't even. You never be able. You guys don't have the mind. Don't have the the strength of mind or the strength of body to break it. You guys are all too weak." Um, and then the only one that's able to uh, to do it is is um, Banner. Banner gets so angry at this taunting, <laughs> at this taunting, that his anger is equal to the Hulk's anger, and they do fuse to become like strong as Hulk but smart as Banner. And it becomes this uh, almost like a revenge moment where he can sort of look at Thanos and be like, well, now I, I, I do. I can break your lockbox now because I've got these two parts. So it's like a, a, a final revenge moment for, for Hulk for getting beat up so badly. And Thanos at his only time where he's kind of like, don't open it. What are you doing? <laughs> this, you know, don't undo everything I did. Come on. It took me so hard to, <laughs> to do all that. Now he's pleading. <laughs> but it's actually a moment of where he actually does feel like he can be defeated. Right, you know, Because right. all this time, throughout this whole movie, I think Very it's a problem. Cocky. Yeah, I think it's a problem that Thanos sort of never loses right. in this series. Like, he may lose in this fight, but he's never... His, his convictions and his, it's, right. it's always just been like, nah, I'm, I'm inevitable. This is also inevitable, you know, this whole thing. It's never really been a, a, bad, a bad thing for Thanos. So anyway, so uh, he, he is able to, um, to break it and Hulk thinks, oh, I'm going to use these stones now. So he's heading back to the, he leaves Thanos. He's going to head to the bridge. And they're just stones. No gauntlet anywhere. No gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. So he, he, they, they, he doesn't do know anything. how to do it, yeah. do, but he's, he wants to bring these stones to the rest of the smart he's people. Got them in, he's got them in one hand. He's snapping with the other hand. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. And then in that final moment where Thanos is there, is there weakened Thanos and it's just like Red Skull who sort of shows up. Thanos is like, okay, well, let, let me out. I, I, can, I can help you. I can do this. And Red Skull decides to kill Thanos. And Red Skull kills Thanos. To him, he's like, well, you're my only real competition. These guys are all suckers. I can, I can beat them anytime. I've got a plan. So let's see. So this big fight is happening here on Earth where the bridge is, is starting to work. 
the Avengers teams have both sort of arrived in the same place. And they're like, we need a big power source. And that power source is going to be uh, Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel okay. is going to be out of the fight because she has to uh, power this bridge right. machine. Doctor Strange is out of this fight because he's trying to reform this one person. So it's kind of a little more equal because we've taken out some of the bigger really big. players. Right. Uh, on this battle that's ensuing and everyone's fighting to sort of get to this central point where they've built this bridge hulk is like hey, look i got these i got these stones <laughs> are these gonna help, <laughs> are these, are these gonna help? <laughs> Strange's like no not really but anyway so so red skull's big plan is he has uh, an ally on the other side where where dr strange is sort of oh, trying shoot. to trying to form right. form people in this um other world and it's dormammu so dr strange's big uh oh. enemy this big chaos demon that doesn't want this order just wants like more chaos right. so he's the one on that side that's sort of trying to stop the bridge on like dr strange's side and uh, red skull and his army is trying to stop the bridge on the other side of this gap and then the one person that dr strange is able to form he is able to form uh, scarlet witch so scarlet witch in the comics is her powers like she she manipulates reality i know right. in, the, in the movies they kind of make it where she can just sort of move things with her mind but it's about uh, warping reality and in the comic books there's like this popular series called house of m where scarlet witch sort of created this whole separate reality because she was going through some kind of trauma and then something realized and she was like forget it no more mutants and she made all the mutants disappear in, in the comic she's like super powered right. so it's kind of like a bit of fan service to comic fans where i think like by giving it to uh scarlet witch she's the one that's able to bring everybody back so she starts to get to work and she is building like this second reality that's bringing back all of the people who were disappeared in the snap sort of on this on the one side of the bridge so this other dimension so is the thought when they disappeared they were just in this other dimension and that's where yeah but they weren't like formed as people they're just like they're right. they're in the ether. yeah whatever they are they're just scattered but right. now Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, they're able to start piecing these things together. This bridge is sort of powering Scarlet Witch, and that's being powered by Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right. So you've got all these heroes that's trying to protect this bridge to give those people that time to bring back this to second, yeah. yeah, this second reality. And you've got like this fight with um, uh, Red Skull uh, attacking everybody on one side. This is great. And then you still have, like, all the money going into that CG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that big fight that you want. Big fight. <clears throat> alternate reality creation. Exactly. Okay, so I think I make it so that at the end... Okay, so the one uh, moment that's sort of hinted in Endgame is that Iron Man has to do something that he doesn't want to do, and it's the only the one way out of all the possible ways that they could fix this thing. And I think in the fight, it has to come down to this one moment where um, Iron Man sort of has to make this decision where in this bridge, which you can sort of imagine almost at this point, it's almost like this tunnel. It's almost like a like a bottleneck, like these two uh, forces. One is like the Red Skull is kind of like coming on this side and then Dormammu is coming on the other side. And like you've got all these heroes sort of in the middle trying to fight them off. So in this little tunnel bridge uh, where this fight is happening and there's all this like crazy power um, going all over the place. Uh, Iron Man has to make this decision to protect uh, Scarlet Witch, and he transfers his armor from himself to uh, Scarlet Witch. Because she's sorry, so she and she's in the dimension, or no, she's on Earth now. She is. She is in the center of this bridge. Gotcha. Yeah, Scarlet Witch is the center of this bridge, so it's like the border of both of these dimensions. Right. This one dimension that she's sort of creating, right. but she's also sort of on Earth. And, so vulnerable on both. Fronts. Yeah, vulnerable on both both fronts. Both front. She can't do anything except she's just working to make this thing. Yeah, Captain, uh, sorry, uh, Iron Man transfers his armor, and in doing so, he, you know, gets... It can be amb ambiguous, maybe, even, but he's sort of, like, he's vulnerable. He's just a human, and he just sort of, like, burns up. <laughs> Doctor Strange can <laughs> still give him the look? Like, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange can give him the yeah, look. It can almost what you're meant for. Yeah, it can almost be uh, this moment where those heroes on Earth can sort of see, like, these other heroes being Starting created, to, being right. formed... And it's almost like they're coming back, you know, right. and they understand that this fight is happening. Anyway, it sort of ends with some kind of big explosion at the end where it's kind of ambiguous and you don't know whether... Um, like who won. Who won, exactly. Like a big flash of light. It can be calm and you can realize there is this second universe now where all of those heroes that sort of disappeared are still um, are still alive and they're in this universe. But it's a second 
reality. So they, it's like a second Earth. And maybe there's like some final kind of like goodbye kind of moments where the bridge is open just enough where like, you know, they can sort of say goodbye to each other. Uh, like Captain America can sort of see Bucky and, and Falcon and sort of like, right. okay, see you, see you later. And so things like that. There can be some kind of mini resolution as things are starting to close off. And then there can always always also be kind of like the the hint at that it's not like closed forever or there are, there are other ways to transfer between these two dimensions. Especially I was thinking for Ant-Man and Wasp because they would be separated, but it's just right. sort of like, I'll see you in the quantum realm. We'll figure this out in the quantum realm kind right. of thing. But anyway, so these two worlds exist. There was this big fight where everyone sort of had to um, really hold it off. But in this big flash... I wanted sort of like a bunch of the heroes to sort of uh, be lost and you don't know where they are even on, on both sides. The ones that I think should go missing, like Iron Man, you kind of assumed sort of died, but Captain America disappears, Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, kind of like the original... All people who aren't going to be in the other movies. <laughs> kind of, but also the original ones, the original, right. the, like kind of like the first generation heroes, and they're, they're gone. They disappeared in this bridge. And you've sort of got Wanda left... And it's like, Doctor Strange, he can sort of have his time time thing back. He's like, right. yay, thanks, I got this back. <laughs> Put it back in his amulet. And I think even Scarlet Witch can sort of get the Mind Stone back. And she's right. got it. When she's like maybe with like uh, like Shuri and Black Panther, they can sort of be looking at it and hint that she can rebuild Vision now, right. you know, if she wanted. And then the other, the other stones, it's kind of like up to uh, Doctor Strange and Wong and whoever else to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to send these away. We have to like figure out just to just hide them. Sort of like Captain America said, we got to just hide them. We can't use this stuff anymore. It's too powerful to be together. And that's sort of it. And then you think like those original Avengers have kind of been lost and the credits are done. And then kind of like the stinger for, for, uh, for this movie at the very end is you open on like this wasteland planet. And then there's some... <laughs> 80s kind of guy with like curly hair i don't know i don't know who could be. maybe maybe yeah maybe jermaine <laughs> jermaine could be a great and and he is basically look over the ridge and on one side of the ridge is like captain america and hulk and like a couple a bunch of these heroes that you thought just disappeared in this bridge fight and on the other side is a bunch of the bad guys that you thought disappeared oh, on that no. bridge fight and then jermaine clement is like uh the beyonder and he's like hey guys welcome to battle world <laughs> and that's the end it is kind of like the start of like a uh, secret world even uh, secret wars um even if like you don't even really have to make that movie just the hint of like that those heroes that you're never going to see again are just like still fighting somewhere <laughs> still off oh. somewhere like thor is you know there as well they're all like fighting um or thor can still be on on earth because on one side of the bridge which was just would just be rocket and nebula and he can just be with rocket and nebula and be right. like, okay we're gonna go off to space and it can sort of be the same thing yeah that's, that's kind of that's kind of it that's kind of it you don't know time no need for time travel yeah um yeah yeah and, uh, that's great that's it you know, Thanos gets killed. Sorry, Robert Downey Jr. You're not gonna get all your <laughs> tears. He he gets you know he gets felt. Well, that that moment. He gets a sacrifice. Get, uh, he gets a sacrifice. I'm just trying to think of um. Just yeah. So does Spider Man get to have a moment with him before he like explodes? Maybe maybe kind of like right before the bridge closed, they can sort of see each other, or maybe not. Maybe like at, just at the end when the worlds are kind of closed. Maybe, uh, you know, he can sort of, Spider-Man sort of find the, his the broken sadness. armor or something, yeah. like find his severed head. And there's the crying. <laughs> then you can get his severed head. <laughs> and, and then he's, he's just sad. like holding it in his hands. Like so, and that's kind of sad. <laughs> but then I, I do another thing in this film. I mean, it's not necessary, but I also do think, you know, that you should lose some of these people in this in this fight, um, in this big fight. Something to up those stakes. Sort of like the... In the Transformers movie, it was like all of your favorite Transformers were just <laughs> dying dead. left and right. And it was so traumatic as a kid. It should be the same thing. You know, like you just see War Machine get blown out of the sky and it's like, you know, oh, shit. oh man, that guy died. Oh my goodness. Yeah, stuff like that to sort of up those, uh, up those yeah, up the ante, up those uh, stakes. And, um, so is Captain, and Mar- Ca- and Captain Marvel still on Earth? She's still on Earth. She powered that machine, and now she's she's uh, she's great. done. I feel like in the way that it equalizes things, you, you know, you almost feel like there really is a true threat, I guess. So what cool. ends up happening to Red Skull and Dormammu then? I would I would say that in, in that flash where you think that they're both maybe going to get it, 
some kind of big flash explosion happens and and he I, I would like red skull to be on battle world as well like oh, he's sort of on that other side tormam was much too powerful he he shouldn't be there but he's much too powerful if he was on battle world he would kill <laughs> everybody kill very easily and i also wanted to give um captain marvel back to captain marvel we wanted to give her kind of like a bit of an arc that that she is like this uh arrogant kind of space cop being like i can do all this stuff myself but by the end like it is sort of like she has enough faith in Captain America and his team where she's like, OK, I'm just going to be a battery to power this bridge. <laughs> right. I'm, I trust you to hold off these kind of forces. So right. that can sort of be at least some kind of a bit of an arc for her where she she becomes a team player. I think that's great. So good. And that what clocks in at <laughs> clocks in at a <laughs> solid 96 minutes, I would say. I think we can do it. Um, um, did anybody miss the thread? Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't pay any attention to him. I didn't even send him into space. I kept it's him like, on Earth. You know when when you realize that he's lost his family, is that in Endgame? You don't see uh, that. No, at, you don't see that at all in, in Infinity War. It's just okay. at the beginning at of the Endgame. End right. Yeah, so you, you see could it. just cut him out completely. I d- yeah, I did kind of cut him out completely. Yeah. But, you know, I see, yeah, I brought him back. Yeah. He, he, his, his story kind of wrapped up in um, Ultron. When it was sort of like, you know, it was like, this is my last mission, guys. Right. And you almost thought he died. Yeah. But then he didn't. It was Quicksilver instead that died. So it's kind of like, maybe he, he would have given up superheroing yeah. and just be a family guy. And right. we don't even have to address whether his family disappeared or not. Right. But it would be kind of nice, I guess, if he shows up here to, to, help, to help that fight. Right. So I don't even really, uh, you know, I don't kill Black Widow or yeah. any of those guys. I just send them to Battle World. Which is like a nice send-off. Nice send Well, because you're just like, you're still fighting, guys. You're still sorry. fighting. Sorry. Yeah. No rest for you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No rest for you. <laughs> the battle world. Good job, Lou. Thanks, man. Nice. Thank you, we'll guys. See. We'll see which one. Fixed it. <laughs> People prefer Fix which movie it. they want to see. Fix it. So, what did you think of Chris and Lou's versions of Avengers Endgame? Let us know which one you would have preferred to see. You can tweet us at Solace Animation, S-O-L-I-S, with the hashtag Avengers Endgame Fix. Tune in next week for our episode about Alien 3. We have lots to gripe about the film, but hey, we can fix it. See ya.